Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. Today, my friend Laura Pitney is joining me to talk about organizing our home schools. Now, often when we think about organizing, at least me, I think about everything in its place. To me, that's organizing. But there's much more to it than that, right? Yes, there's a big scope of what organizing is that whether it affects your homeschooling directly or not, it's just part of life. So if we want to talk about or look at the three keys to organizing your homeschool, we need to talk about the things, so our possessions. And that's a place for everything and everything in its place correct. applies to that. Okay. Correct. Yeah, so that's, so that's just of, one area. Correct. Correct. We also want to talk about our time, organizing our time. And that's super important, especially as life gets busy. And oftentimes it's probably more busy than calm <laughs> just because that's the way life is. And then also understanding triggers or disruptions to our organization helps us be more organized. So okay. kind of they all are interwoven together. So let's let's look at each of those areas just in brief today, and we can dive more deeply into those sure. in future episodes. Sure. But okay, let's talk about things. Why is it so important to have a place for everything and everything in its place? That is a great question. Um, the first thing that comes to my mind is function. If we are burdened down by all the things or possessions or could even be all the books, you know, if we're burdened, oh. I know, <laughs> it hurts, I know, but if we're truly overwhelmed by all of it, how is that really functioning in your day-to-day -day life? So even though you have maybe five books or you have 500 books, as long as they function in your home to where you're not necessarily like stepping over them, do you see what I'm saying? Like yes. going yes. back to having a place for everything, the function of the possession. So when we talk about that, I think about your home as a whole, knowing that this is where I always put my purse or this is where I hang my jacket or this is the dirty clothes hamper that these kids will use and this is the clothes hamper these kids will use. Whatever the function of all the rooms and all the places really feed into helping us be more organized when it's time to sit down for school. Yeah, because you're creeping outside know, of the school I know, room. I know. But as you say, it can all be related. Yeah. yeah. It, you want things just like when we talk about Charlotte Mason and habits, having good habits, it makes for smooth and easy days. So if the organization of your bathroom <laughs> like where your hair dryer is, where your toothbrush is, you know, if that makes a smooth and easy morning, it makes sense that that's going to feed into your school day. Or, you know, if it's um, where things are kept so that you can have easy access to things that you need and maybe things that you don't use that often put, at, put away, you're not stepping on it. So the possessions and how they all move about in your home really does affect the school time and, and how your day goes. And that's hard because sometimes that is more natural for people to be able to snap it all into place and it makes sense. And then sometimes it's just like, I don't even know where to start. And um, I've helped lots of moms and 
I always start here, and I know it sounds so silly, I always start with where do you put your mail and where do you put your keys? <laughs> because a lot of times the mail stacks up on the, the kitchen counter or mm. they're always looking for their keys to get out the door. So just creating that small little organization of possessions of this is where we put current mail, this is where we put our keys. Like start there and figure out where that needs to be in your home to where you're not having to hunt for it. I mean, basic. That makes total Bottom sense. Line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's like getting two little habits going mm -hmm. that are going to set you up for good, smooth function yeah. in your yeah. surroundings. Right. As you said, the difference is how does it work for you? Correct. And Correct. making your things work for you Correct. rather than against, against you. you. Yeah, yes, sure. and, and that reminds me of Charlotte's quote about that the effort of decision is the greatest effort in life yes. because if you're constantly trying to decide what do I do now, where do I look for this, where did it go, you're using up all that energy fighting your atmosphere, fighting your yeah. surroundings rather than being able to use that energy toward your homeschooling. Right, right. So, you know, thinking about I mean, if you're at that beginner 101 level with organizing, that would be where I would say to start. Think about where your car keys go and where your mail goes. Just like basic, super beginner level. The other thing is, you know, go room by room and figure out your dead space. And What, what do you I'm, mean by dead yeah. space? Okay. <laughs> so let's say you walk into your living room and you have your couch and your coffee table and maybe your bookcase and maybe a TV, whatever is stuff you normally function in. And then let's say over in the corner or maybe against the wall, there might be another table. Or let's say there's a cabinet that you never open. So that would be to me dead space that's not being used, that you never touch, that could be used for something else that you do need. So even just going room by room thinking, oh, this is everything in this room, every piece of furniture functions for some purpose. And then let's say you go to a different room and you have, oftentimes there's a cabinet or a table somewhere that all it has is dust. You yeah. know, there's no reason. That's its function, to yes. collect dust. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Practice something in it. No. <laughs> Copy work. So yeah. just even just trying to mentally take note of does everything in each room serve a purpose? And if it doesn't, then that's the next thing is, okay, what could be here that would help me? Or mm -hmm. if I take this out, does it free up more room? for something else, you know, just... Or could I use that in a different correct. room that needs... Yeah. Ooh. So shop your house first. <laughs> nice, nice. So that's just the general overview, in my mind, of the possessions of the things. And I totally agree with what you said, that we want it to be right there walking beside us, helping us, versus dragging us back. And um, sometimes it just takes some thought and you'll realize real quick, oh yeah, I could do this or that and tweak it. So just putting some time and effort into thinking about your things because we all have them. Yes, we do. <laughs> and we have a lot of them. <laughs> and I love the word function yeah. that we keep coming back yeah. to, that it has to work for you. Yes. It's going to look different for each of us. Yes. Your house looks a whole lot yes. different than mine does. Yes. <laughs> but it but functions. functions. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's move on to time sure. then. Sure. Organizing our time. I don't often think about that yeah. aspect of organizing, but it is a key yeah. to having a successful home school. So 
Describe what you mean by organizing your time. Well, I think we all know that as moms, as teachers, as employees, um, as church members, as friends, all of those are different hats we wear. We've heard that talked about. And um, I am all of those people, but I don't give all of me to all of those things at all times. So um, to organize your time, I know that I'm going to give four hours to my children every day for schooling. Let, let's just round up here. As an example. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So that is time that I'm giving of myself for that specific purpose. Okay. Then it's like kind of guilt-free the rest of the day because I know I have done <laughs> what I'd said I would do and what the children need. And then, okay, now it's the, um, the grocery shopper. You know, I'm going to put, you know, a 30 minutes into meal planning today. Or that way the rest of my week is scheduled out like it should be for meals. And, you know, just thinking about all those different roles that you play, figuring out when you need to really put dedicated time to focus on that area. So it's not necessarily creating a schedule for yourself for the week per se. It's more understanding that each of these parts of me need to have some attention. And if I am not giving the attention I need to to meal plan planning, then our meal times are probably going to feel a little more chaotic. Or if I'm not putting enough uh, effort into my job, then I'm going to have to play catch up at some point. And therefore, it's going to cause something else to be neglected. I kind of think of it as um, building blocks, you know, just to keep that sure foundation of our days going smooth and easy. All the pieces just kind of need to be there and secure. Um, obviously, managing your time with your school schedule and the, the flow of your school day um, is a big part of that, too. But again, just the broad picture of, of all the things. If we know we're going to have a potluck lunch at church, I need to make sure, you know, Saturday I already have my groceries bought to make what I need for Sunday. So just kind of staying ahead of um, what time I'm going to have to give to things and making sure I'm prepared for that. That's, that's what I see when I think about organizing your time. That makes sense because, again, going back to function, yeah. If, yeah. if you're not thinking ahead and, and dedicating your time mm -hmm. to these different priorities, mm -hmm. then everything's going to fall apart and you're going to be in the middle of chaos. Right. And it's very hard to mm -hmm. homeschool in the middle of chaos. And it's very hard for the children to learn right in the middle of chaos. Right. Another important factor of that is when disruptions happen, because you know they will, if your home is functioning like it should, and let's say you're staying ahead with your time management for things on your calendar, then when disruptions happen, it's a lot easier to maintain <laughs> mm. some sense of routine and um, function in the midst of whatever that distraction is. So that being aware of what triggers could come that would offset other things that you have in place. And that's the third area, yes. the third key that yes. you mentioned was triggers. Yeah. So talk a little bit about what kinds of things you view as triggers. Because, yeah. I mean, anything. one thing that came to my mind, mm -hmm. I'll start off, uh, I've had a lot of moms tell me during the pandemic when their husbands started working from home, 
that kind of threw off their yeah. routine for a little bit until they got to a new understanding of how we're going to make this work. Right. Because right. they w you'd have interruptions just because we didn't know yeah. what needed to happen. Sure. The husband didn't know the wife's routine during the day at home. Right. <laughs> and so stepping into that, they needed to communicate with each other. Is that what you mean by I do. triggers? I do. Triggers like that. And then um, on a practical level, let's say a trigger could be... Um, how do I put this nicely? <laughs> so you've worked really hard to function, your, to make your home function like you want it to, like it needs to. And then you have certain things that maybe certain people in your family do that goes against these things you've tried to implement. So let's say you have a shoe basket at the back door and you want all loose shoes to be thrown in that shoe basket. Pretty simple. But yet there's always the shoes that don't make it into the shoe basket. And so that could be a trigger for me to start being angry or, you know, just my children don't appreciate me. I'm trying to function. I'm trying to get everything, you know, organized. And yet that was a trigger for me to have a bad attitude. Mm. So I do agree with what you're saying as far as the disruptions and the triggers of what we consider our normal routines. But then there's also triggers that cause a negative effect on the mom who's working so hard for things to function like they should. Emotional yes, triggers. Yes, um, Or, you know, it could be something as, you know, I need to get out of the house at a certain time and the last person that drove the car didn't put gas in it. So therefore, it's a trigger for me that's just going to offset my whole day because I'm going to feel like I'm running behind. So just understanding the things that kind of set you off in a negative way to be prepared to combat it and to try not to be negative about it and to just show grace there. You know, just, I feel like if we're more aware of the things that tempt us to respond badly or act badly, you know, it will, if we're aware of those things, then we can try to overcome them. So I can see how knowing your triggers affects you emotionally and affects the atmosphere of your home. How do you see that relating to organizing? That's a great question. That is a great question. I'll let you start. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, just one thing. When I mentioned atmosphere, um, the organizing of your things and of your time both contribute to that atmosphere. And your attitude, I think, even trumps mm -hmm. your things and your time. Um, so if we're talking about the atmosphere of your home school and keeping it organized, I think mama's emotional status <laughs> levels can really, um, ha play an important role. If mama is emotionally down because like I set up this area to function this way and they aren't doing what they should to keep it working. If that can beat you down, then it's easier to give up yeah. and yeah. say, well, never mind. I'm not going to be the bad guy all the time. I don't want to mess right. with it. And even with your time, if triggers happen, that sabotage in your mm -hmm. head, yeah. sabotage how you had planned your day, if you let that beat you down, you don't recognize it mm -hmm. and respond correctly, just let it beat you down, mm -hmm. 
then it's easy to give up right. on the organizing of your time. Right. So I think the triggers, knowing what triggers you emotionally, affects those other areas of organization yeah. as well. Does that make sense? It does. It does completely. It does completely. And another motivation to create those good habits of organizing would be that when you are emotionally down, we all have those times where we're just done or it, whatever the situation is, um, then if those good habits are in place for the function of your home and everything has its place and there's a routine for the school and you know Thursdays are mama's grocery day, you know, it will help you carry you through those uh, those hard emotional days. Yes. You know, so they, they definitely are intertwined. It's together. almost like it forms the safety net mm -hmm. so that when you start to drop emotionally, yeah. it's still going to keep running right. and not the bottom's not going to drop right. out, in other words. Yeah. So, you know, and that's a key thing about habits is, yes, creating habits is that repetition of, you know, the keys always go here, the keys always go here, the mail goes in the mail basket, but the motivation is... A big part of habits as well. Yeah. You know, you have the repetition and the motivation. So for us who are trying to create good function and organization in, in our home and our homeschooling, you know, understanding that on the bad days, those are going, also going to help us carry it through. Or another motivation would be this is good things we're teaching our children as far as managing their things and managing their time and them understanding that, yeah, there's bad days, but there's also good days and how to manage those emotions. So, you know, there's life lessons in these three areas for sure. And all three contribute to functioning yeah. well in yeah. your homeschool, because ultimately that's the purpose of organization. It's not just so we can get on the cover of a magazine. Sure. Which, that's definitely not. Yeah, not <laughs> happening not. here. It's so that we can function yeah. more, as you said, yeah. smoothly and easily yeah. through our days. So things, things, time, and knowing your triggers yeah. so you can respond in an appropriate way and keep those good habits rolling. Yep. Great. Thanks, Laura. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe through iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. You can also subscribe to the video version of this podcast or read the blog post on our website at simplycharlottemason.com. All of those links will be in the notes, along with links to any resources that I mentioned. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time.